So you guys are sitting outside of the Sunset Scrapyard. I believe Boss and Mary Sue are the ones that are going to venture forward and deal with the, the junkyard troll. Boss is walking behind Mary Sue. She's got her hands in her pockets of her duster, and she's got her duster kind of pulled over so her holsters so they're not visible. But just in case. And Mary Sue is, again, making sure everything is just right. Her corporate wear is perfectly in place. Her hair is nice and neat. And a few deep breaths. We're going to... You know, focus your yourself. Yes. And just, uh, what is the t- time check? Probably about 4.30, maybe almost 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, just going to walk right in, smile on her face. The door will open. You will be hit with the smell of something cooking. Sounds like it smells like it's got a little bit of a, a spice, a little heat to it. Smells pretty good. And you will see the, the troll look up from a big pot on this, on a stove. Boss is suddenly realizing she's hungry and her eyes are on that food for sure. Can I help you? Um, yes. Hello. I was told that you guys, um, might be able to assist me in, um, in, in, in a redistribution of vehicles. He'll put down a can of some kind of spice, raise an eyebrow as he straightens up and, and faces towards you. Were those stutters in character? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so with with that, is is Annika's face showing any kind of like, oh no, or is or is she still on board and distracted by the food smell? I think she's pretty distracted, but um, I guess she'll wait. She, she, yeah, she'll wait. Hold on. Um, just go ahead. Redistribution? Um, yeah, I I have procured a vehicle that I wish to give to you, and I'm hoping that you will give me a vehicle in kind. This isn't a dealership. Scrapyard. No, which is precisely why I came here. Um, I didn't quite procure the vehicle in a legitimate way. Boss clears her throat really loudly and looks uncomfortable. So he'll straighten up, reach down to, to his waist and start untying an apron to take that off. Take a a pretty meaty step towards you. This guy doesn't walk like how Michael walks. Mike's a little bit on the skinnier for the troll side. This guy is, is large. And... Boss doesn't quite step in front of Mary Sue, but she does kind of turn to face the guy. And she she draws herself up a little bit and lets her duster open enough that the, the holsters and the revolvers are visible. And she just sort of... Looks up. Yeah, can can I do an intimidation roll? Actually, you can try. It's a subtle thing. I don't want to like try to make him scared. I just want to like you know so that we're on the level here. Mary Sue sees Boss kind of posture up a bit, so she imitates that as best she can. Oh my god, that's so cute! (laughs) Ah, wow. That sounds like an assist roll sort of thing, like teamwork. I'd be down for that. Can I roll a leadership, or can I just roll my intimidation die? Uh, I feel like in this situation it would be an intimidation die, because boss took okay. the lead on it, and you're just like, yeah, I'm tough. Okay, so I will roll my die. So with your four hits on look like a badass, he's going to stop his, his heavy-footed advance and kind of stoop down a little bit. You stole a car, and you want to trade it for one of my cars. Yes, exactly. The corner of his mouth is just going to turn up into, like, the littlest of a smile. And you brought your friend with a gun. 
Well, my friend always carries a gun. You know how these outlying areas of Seattle can be dangerous, and two women like ourselves shouldn't be left unprotected, correct? He'll do like a, a half lean back, tilt his head to the side, looking out the window. You left the troll in the car. Well, he wished to remain in the car. It's not like I left him there. Anyway, can you help me get a car? Now, I was told you guys do this. If not, if this is something you can't do, I'll I'll just move along. But if it's something you can do, I, I really would like to get this done rather quickly. You understand, I'm sure. He's going to reach up with his hand and kind of rub his, his forehead and start walking back over to his pot of whatever he's got going. You stole a car. You're trying to trade it for another car. You got a couple of people in the truck that you stole that you're trying to trade for another car. And you come out here to a scrapyard to do it. You must be in deep. Let me ask you, as he turns around with a wooden spoon in his hands, how much money you got for a car? I have the car I brought. Uh Uh-huh. And you want me to take a stolen car for a perfectly good car? And not ask It's a scrapyard. None of these are perfectly good cars. They ain't They're all stolen. junkers. To be determined. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good. He'll, Excellent. He'll get a good chuckle out of that. I like you. Well, surprisingly, I like you. Why don't you tell your friends to come in here? Chili's almost ready. Can I do a... Um... This, this might be unnecessary, but can I do like a perception check to see if I can hear anyone else in the building, kind of thing? Sure, you can. You can. You guys can do whatever it is you want. With two hits on your perception test, looking around this little office slash living space, what the what in particular are you looking for? She's listening to hear if there's other people. She wants to know if this guy is gonna like call some buddies and suddenly they're outnumbered, kind of thing. You don't hear the sounds of other people. Looking around, you're gonna you're gonna notice a couple of things. It looks like it's a one person deal. There's like a bedroom door that's half popped open. The things that peak as as air quotes dangerous is one that chili's got a little bit of that. Like you you can smell the fire in the air. <laughs> How much chili is he cooking? Is he cooking for a bunch of people or is he cooking for himself? It's, I mean, he's a troll, so it's a, a lot of food. Big ass pot, but it's like a troll big pot. If that makes sense. Yeah, it's probably leftovers expected there. Yeah. Leftovers, maybe free some. Maybe he's doing like a meal prep Sunday kind of thing. It's kind of hard to tell. The other thing you're going to notice is on the floor in a pile are two empty dog dishes. Ah, okay. Interesting. Boss is actually going to ask. She, le- she leans on the counter while the guy's doing his cooking, and she uh, says, what kind of dogs you got? Big. And he looks back down on his pot. Any dog in a scrapyard is going to be big. Wouldn't be much of a scrapyard without a dog or two. I hear you. I'm sure he knows exactly why she's asking. Any number of reasons. You know, who are you going to feed me to when you shoot me? <laughs> yeah. Out in the car, we have a uh, a Richard and a and a Michael. How are you guys doing out there? I listen to some solid country gold on the radio of this Toyota Gopher. I mean, I feel like it gets two stations. It probably only gets the news in the country station. It has both kinds of radio music, country and western. Has uh, Valerie's condition changed at all? Has not. Okay. Are one of you two young ladies going out to get the the boys, or what's what's your plan? 
I sent a DNI saying to come in. Okay. Uh, Richard and Michael, you received, well, Richard receives the message because Michael's comm link that he had for such a, a few scant days was hurled out the window. All right, come on, Mike, let's go. They called us in. Uh, you, uh, you go ahead. I'm gonna keep an eye on Val. I'll nod. All right, man. I'm assuming that because the troll is like doing some cooking, that the boss could kind of whisper without being heard, kind of thing. You could try. I might roll dice against you. Okay. Um. Yeah. Boss. Boss kind of leans over to uh to Mary Sue as she sees uh, RC on the way in, and she says, "I don't think we should mention Valerie's condition." I think he's he knows we're in trouble and he's going to use whatever we got against us. Mary Sue will, will nod in agreement. So as you guys are having your your quiet conversation, this troll is going to go over to a cabinet. He's going to start pulling out some bowls, going over to a tiny little table that really only has like one troll-sized stool and then like a chair that's got some stuff on it. And he's going to pull some of that off and then pull a folding chair out from somewhere. And he's going to put down three bowls, look out the window, see Richard come and put down a fourth bowl and start spooning chili. Uh, Mary Sue's just going to try to, we'll walk over and try to find a place to sit that will not disturb anything that he has and also be the most clean area in which to sit. Boss finds a chair with her back against the wall. Richard, you come in and you smell fire in the air. Oh, nice. What are they all uh, cooking here today? Just the the sound of chili hitting a bowl, just flip chili. Pretty cool, pretty cool. So I assume you've talked to uh, my associate over there. Um, um, RC, why don't you just sit down and enjoy the chili for now? Sounds great. Sounds good. Good idea. And I'm gonna shuffle shuffle back here a little bit. He'll take a seat and he'll start, you know. Moving it around, blowing on it a little bit, taking taking time to savor the aroma. Does anybody eat the chili before he does? I think RC's going to be eating some chili. How spicy does RC like his chili? Oh, he likes he likes a mighty spicy chili. All right, this is some pretty good chili. I think Boss uh, is sort of looking at skeptically at this chili and sort of moving it around with a spoon. So he takes his spoon and he sticks it in the middle, and so it stands straight up on its own. Um. Mary Sue kind of pretends like she's eating it. She makes it look like she's eating it, but she's not really eating She's playing with it. So he'll leave his spoon standing up in it and sitting there as he leans back and crosses his arms. You all in some trouble. Well, what makes you say that? The man's not an idiot, Mary Sue. Kind of made it obvious. never said he was, but I'm just curious as to how he knows. You came to a man to try and... Trade a stolen car for a non-stolen car. You are either idiots or desperate. Because you must have some inclination that I wouldn't just call the police on you for trying to give me a stolen, admittedly, car. Under her breath, Mary Sue's gonna go, some would call us both. Um, alright, so, hypothetically, you're correct. We're in trouble. Uh Uh-huh. Can you... Help us with our vehicle situation. Uh-huh. Wonderful. And how are you going to help us? How are you going to make it up to me? We we might have some other things we could trade. And she kind of looks between the other members at the table, sort of meets her gaze. Just sort of like checking to make sure that it's something they're willing to trade kind of thing. 
And in case it's not clear, she's talking about the guns they stole. Well, I'm a big fan of pointedly looking at Boss when she says this, of doing favors for new friends. So you do this favor for me now, and in the future, if you need something done, I'll help you. It's going to raise an eyebrow. Sounds a lot like I'm taking a brunt of the, the risk in our new friendship here. Especially, he'll crane his neck to look out the window. Your big friends didn't come in. Well, my, my big friend has his reasons. Um, uh, but we're probably, someone will take a, a bowl out to, to him, I'm sure. Um, but again, let's talk about our, our new friendship. I'm. As Mary Sue says that, she hands her bowl off to Richard. <laughs> yes, yes. Go, take it. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. Do you just start eating it or do you take it out to Michael? Cause I could see him having polished off his bowl and doing either. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to eat the chili. Michael should come inside. He wants to play with, with the truck. Stay in the truck. He's fine. By now, Boss has definitely tasted this chili. And although she's trying to hide it, her brow is a wet, we shall say. And she is blinking very hard and trying to not look like she's suffering. Um, You know what What I've realized as we, we've started this off all wrong? My name is Mary Sue, and who might you be? He'll go to, to give a half stand. And extend two to three fingers for a handshake. And she will eagerly shake his what is offered. What whatever the appropriate troll finger size to two small elven ladies' hand is. Pretty simple. My friends call me Scrapper. Scrapper. That's appropriate, I know. It it is very much. So Scrapper, now that we've become uh formally introduced and I'm I'm want to build this this friendship with you. I, I just need a vehicle, and I'll tell you what, I will return the vehicle to you in a week's time. So therefore, there really is no risk. You're going to get a car. You're going to loan a car. You're going to get a car back. And in return, at some future time, if you need assistance, I will give you a way to contact me, and I will assist you in fixing a problem you have. This is mighty convenient. For I happen to have a problem that could use fixing. Really? Really. <laughs> Looking at Boss a little panicked. What's the the problem you have? He'll lean back out to check on Michael, see how Michael's doing out there. Michael, you've probably noticed that now three of your friends are inside and just kind of being maybe nosy? Maybe concerned for Valerie? It's up to you if you've noticed this troll giving you the eyeball through the window. I'll have noticed it, but I'm more focused on, you know, a change in status as to what's going on with Valerie and what's actually going on around me, for that matter, because I'm in a completely new area. I don't sure. know what's going on. And by this time, I'm sure the sun is starting to set whatever is left it's, of it. It's getting close to that time, yeah. So if you want to go ahead and roll a perception test, I will I will fill fill in some details here. The building that your friends went into is is small, like a, a little bit taller than a rancher-style house that you would find today. All around the building is one step up from the construction site fences that just kind of go up and are quickly torn down as construction goes. So they're not super secure. Behind that, you will just see rows upon rows of metal. With your four hits, what kind of clarifications would you like? Okay, rows upon rows of metal, what... They look like vehicles, or parts of vehicles, or 
emptied husks of vehicles, that kind of thing. All right. Do I notice any kind of like movement or anything in the area? Just what seems to be going on in the little house slash office. All right. Um, and then what is it that keeps looking out at me? Younger to middle age, maybe in his, uh, his late 20s, early 30s. Troll, male. He's kind of gruff looking. Not like, not like he's had a ridiculously hard life, but definitely that he has potentially seen some shit. Okay. He did say he was bigger than Michael, right? Yes. Yeah, he's bigger than me. It's not that hard. Michael's still technically really a like an upper teen, mid-20 kid. Michael has probably also not specifically gone and lifted weights or done anything super heavy lifting for a troll. Fact. Uh, okay. Well, that's pretty much what I'd be looking for. And then tr- obviously trying to see what's going on with Valerie. Her condition is the same as when you checked on her 30 seconds ago, which was the same as when you checked on her 30 seconds before that. Yeah, which, like I said, is something that he's going to keep doing because yep. he's... I'm blaming myself for this. This happened because of me. They all came back for me. Oh, isn't that sweet? Aww. Just coming back inside. I'm going to lend you a car. I'm going to keep that one, as he points out the window. And in a week's time, if I don't have my car back and the motorcycle that I'm about to tell you about, I will send a not-so-subtle message to law enforcement about somebody dumping a vehicle in my lot. And he takes his first couple of bites of chili with a troll-sized spoon. So it's like a small bowl. With so, a handle. Scrapper, let me, um, let me ask you uh, one, more, one more thing. Would you happen to know of a place where we could uh, stay the evening uh, a house or, or something that it would be safe for us to just spend spend the night. He'll give a deep nod as he's eating his chili. Okay, I'll take that as a yes. Um, so, okay, I I think that's perfectly reasonable. You loan us the car, tell us uh, this job you need done, and um, yeah, we'll be on our way, and we'll see you in a week. And he will exchange a comm code with you, so you have that part taken around. Mm-hmm. There's a friend of mine who works for an auto body shop. He does custom work. Comes around for parts, has me look for things. He is complaining the other day that one of his clients with one of his custom rides got into an accident and the bike is missing. He would very much like to have this bike found and returned to him so that he may return it to the young woman in an accident. Boss squints a little and looks at Mary Sue and she says, I think that's something we could handle. Oh, yeah, of course we can. Um, we just need to to get a little more information about the bike and 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 the people involved. And, um, but we have the whole evening to to discuss it. I'll let you finish finish your dinner, and then we'll we'll proceed. He'll put the bowl down, get up. It's agreed then, and he'll extend his his fingers again to shake on the deal. And she will again shake what is offered. Yep. And he will he will go around to make sure that he shakes everybody because this is a deal amongst everybody. Boss stands up when she shakes his hand. Come on. Let's go get you a car and you bring that evidence inside. Thank you, Scrapper. I'm gonna lean over to Boss and say that's a country son of a bitch right there. Good lord. Mary Sue looks so Boss. like this is just the beginning of everything being righted. She is just beaming. Boss looks less happy about this situation, and she says, uh, quietly, when Scrapper's not around, uh, she says, we should have just traded him some guns. 
Was it comfortable with becoming an arms dealer? You're comfortable with being a car thief. I'm not the one stealing the car. No, you're just selling it, right? As we discussed earlier, accomplice. Look, we're going to have to sell these guns at some point. Trade's perfectly valid. And it would have gotten us out of this situation a lot faster. But hey, we can we can do this. It doesn't sound like a hard job, oh. so whatever. We can sell them later. I was going to say, don't you think those guns are worth a lot more than the junker car he's going to give us? I'm going to give him all the guns. How about this? Let's say we do this. Who the hell is going to take, out of Val- take care of Valerie? We'll what, leave her in the truck with the AC on? We have a week. Once we get... Somewhere safe, we can check Valerie's condition and decide if we're going to take her to the hospital and leave her there, or what. But we can at least get somewhere safe tonight and wait until morning. Uh, Agreed. So you guys will, I imagine, drive the, the truck in. Michael, are you in, still in the back as he's driving it in? or uh, If I see him coming out for it. He's kind of coming out. out and going over to the gate and unlocking the gate, as I imagine. Does he, does he see Valerie now that... Or is she covered up? We covered her up, right? No, she's covered up. Is it just Richard going to the truck, or is everybody going back to the truck to kind of converse about this? Uh, yeah, we should probably all group up and sort of figure out what's going on. He'll start opening up the gate. You guys will trundle back to your car. As you're back in the car, you will hear a sharp whistle. But he isn't facing your direction. He is facing and kind of walking into the scrapyard. Where are those oh. doggies at? Oh, they on their way. Don't worry. <laughs> so you, you know, if I heard right, you said it was an accident and someone stole this bike, something like that. It was a lady's bike, from what I understand. I mean, that's it's right. A bike, bike was like a swing with a little like you know, cling, cling, cling on the handlebar. I think it's a custom ride. It's worth something, otherwise we wouldn't be asked to do it. If yeah, this is a is this a bike with a motor? Yes, I, okay. I assume it's a scrapyard. It's We're a like, like a bunch of assholes. We show up as damn bicycle. Look, if he's willing to give us his vehicle for a week for a bicycle, I don't really give a drag. Okay, I'm just saying, if it's a Schwinn, I want to be a giant asshole about it, so fine. A little bit late. You don't need a Schwinn to be a giant asshole. You kind of got that base cover, Darcy. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. I need to calm down. Mike, how about this? How about hanging around Richard too much with that? Exactly. I'm I'm making bad influence on you. No, it's look, a good we, look. We need to find, uh, I mean, maybe some, is there any supplies or anything that we could send some money out to go get that would help Valerie? Or we just pretty much wait and see? Well, we have the bag full of gear we took from the ambulance. I mean, I don't think we're going to be able to do better than that. Not on short notice, probably. You do also have a, a couple of bottles of some kind of painkillers, Xanax or whatever they use in the, in the future that's probably right. still in Richard's pocket. <sighs> okay, so- let's go ahead. Um, I think, like, I think Boss is going to kind of take Mary suicide, if that's okay, and, like, have a word with her. Sure. Yeah, she, like, kind of, like, gestures with her head, touches Mary Sue's shoulder, and kind of, like, like, let's step aside. And she says to her, um, look, Mary Sue, I, I know you're doing your best and it's stressful, but, uh, you got to remember, you're not, you're not in HR anymore. You got to treat people the way they expect to be treated. You can't talk to these guys like they're in an office building. I don't understand. It worked. We're getting what we wanted. Kinda. What do you mean, kinda? He's we're getting a car. He's gonna give us a safe place to stay tonight. Look, you did good, and I'm proud of you. But just remember, these people aren't always gonna be the sorts of people who respond well to that kind of talk. You sounded like you were trying to sell them insurance or something. I don't understand what what I did wrong. 
I got us what we what we came here to get. Who cares how I did it? It worked. Boss sort of draws herself up a little and kind of considers Mary Sue, and she nods and she says, "All right, just pretend I didn't say anything. You're doing good." And she uh, pats her on the shoulder and walks away. You're doing good, sport. Yeah, because now Mary Sue's just kind of confused. Like I don't understand what I did wrong. <laughs> it's all that corporate etiquette you got. You ain't talking like you're on the streets. That's all. Because I've not been on the street. I know, and Boss is trying to tell you that, but she's not good at stuff. Moving along, you guys will roll this stolen vehicle into the scrapyard. Stop me if I'm if I'm going too far. You will see Scrapper, and he has what looks like two big German shepherds that have some fiery red fur to them. Wow. He's kind of playing with them a little bit. Like, he's got a piece of pipe that he's throwing, and they're running out and bringing it back. He'll see you guys coming. Motion for you to follow, and he'll start walking down some of the rows of husks. Do you guys want to have a conversation with him while you're doing this, or are you just kind of following in dread? Mary Sue is enthusiastic. <laughs> this is a big win for her. She oh, did boy. what she was supposed to do. <laughs> oh, no. I've, I've had a personal note. I'm imagining Richard is driving the vehicle. Michael is still in the back, and probably Mary Sue and uh, Boss are, are kind of walking, and Scrapper is, is walking, and he's got two. If those of you with a parazoology want to roll parazoology, you can go ahead and do so. I was just going to ask you about that, if I recognize anything specific about those dogs. Three successes. So, Boss, with three successes, you are for sure going to know. If those are not hellhounds themselves... Someone in their very immediate breeding history is a hellhound. But you haven't seen them shoot fire or do anything like that yet to, like, 100% confirm it. But you're like, those are probably hellhounds. Uh, Mike got four successes. Did you figure anything else out of that? Yeah, he's he's in the same boat. I think Boss is going to approach Scrapper and just sort of walk beside him. Are the hellhounds like with him, or is he walking with them? Or they're they're doing that dog thing where they kind of walk by you, and then they kind of run ahead a little bit and sniff around and come back. I got gotcha. uh, They do give you a bit of a side eye as you you come up to him. Yeah, she just she's like sort of speeds up her pace a little to catch up, and uh, she has her hands in her pockets, and she says, uh, "It looks like they got a little hellhound in them. Got a lot. Oh yeah, where'd you come by these guys?" Helps to know people. I suppose it does. They got names. He'll point to the closest one. Fire. The lady over there, that's Brimstone. Boss Boss kind of chuckles and, and grins, and she she says, Good names. A little on the nose, but good names. Scrapper's not on the nose. <laughs> he kind of gives you a little, like, playful shoulder bump. Yeah. Bo- boss is amenable. She kind of, like, gives him a little elbow jab back and grins. Archie has no idea anything about these animals, so it's like, hey, puppy, put him on the head. He will lead you towards the back. Somewhere in here, you're going to go by or see evidence of a card crusher that is kind of not in use at the moment, but it is there with the big magnet crane thing and the big turn your car into a cube thing. And he will lead you back to where there's a, there's a couple of bulldog step vans. That are that are just kind of sitting there in a wonderful primer gray color, and that's that's kind of where he he holds up. What step van you said? Yeah, it's basically a white panel moving van. Okay, yep. Gotcha. Kinda, RC, you want to check these vehicles out? 
Yeah, sure, I guess so. I'll go over and check them out. What we got? They look like mostly stripped-down bulldog step vans. If you want to give me a uh, an automotive mechanic role, we can get a little bit more detail out of them. The dogs are going to kind of, like, sniff at each of you guys and then kind of just go about their business. This is totally an aside, but can I roll animal, animal handling to just try to make friends with one of these guys? Absolutely. I'm going to fail this roll a bit. Sorry. I'm, I'm just overly curious about them myself since they're, you know, live specimens. Three hits on automotive mechanic. The first thing you're going to notice that these are, while newer vans, they are currently electronics light, we'll call it. There's no rigor interface. Grid guide has been pulled out of them. They are functional. They will drive, but they have no no electronics. <sighs> All right. You, well, we got some pretty basic cars here, y'all. You can ask me some questions if you if you like. And boss, with your one hit on your animal handling, you you are not singed, bitten, or otherwise maimed as you attempt to to pet the doggy. They're still sort of cautious, but they allow they allow her affections. I guess is that an actual like trained skill? I, uh, I'm looking at the, I'm, I'm looking for a van with about you know six seats in it, something we can fit Mike in. Uh-huh. You know, the most spacious thing available. I'm assuming I heard step van. So yep, that is what he kind of took you right back to. These will fit that description unless you want to try and ask him about anything else. See, I can uh, do some work on these things. I got some drones in the back of that truck. I could put a, maybe like, you know, bolt a rack to. You're asking him or you're asking me? I'm asking him. He'll turn to look over at you if you want to go picking through the parts. And he'll kind of point around to the area. I could let you do the work. Okay. I think I got some ideas. Meanwhile, Boss is like crouched down with one of these, one of these hellhound. She's like kind of cautiously, respectfully engaging with one of them. Probably Brimstone, guessing the female. Sure. Mary Sue will walk up to Scrapper and say, so it looks like we found a vehicle. Um, now about that, that house that we can, the location of the house that we can stay at for the night. He'll fish around in his pocket, pull out a data chip, hand it to you. His location this- on there. Mm-hmm. Tell him who sent him. There's also some information on there about this mystery bike that has gone missing. Okay. Thank you, Scrapper. And we will, um, once we leave here, we have one week to return the vehicle and a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Do we have the contact information for the guy who wants his bike back? Or we just bring it back to you? We just bring it back here. I'm assuming we just bring it back here, right, Scrapper? You can bring it back to me. And did, did did he tell you where it was? All the information's on this data chip. We'll have to look at it later. Hopefully when Val's better. What? Jesus. God. Oh. No. <laughs> what? what? Boss, like, what? snaps a look at Mary Sue. and What? Just, she doesn't say anything. But, like, it's really clear. She's like, what? Michael, what are you up to right now? Um, Climbing out of the back of the truck to try to take a closer look at those dogs. All right, so Puppies. as you kind of scoot to the back of the truck here, fire, since somebody is playing with brimstone a little bit, has come around to the back of your pickup and has got front paws on the tailgate. All right, I'll slowly offer my hand out. Tail will start wagging and, and he will jump up. So now I'm kind of going to go into semi-science mode, I guess, and mm-hmm. uh, while giving a little bit of attention to it, I'm going to start looking and saying, okay, so the ears are actually this way, and sure. tags and you, tails. You may roll what you wish, 
and I can potentially give you information about this hellhound in particular. Parazoology. This seems like a fine, young, healthy male, maybe three years old. All right, so I'm going to look over at the uh, other troll. They're about like three or so. He'll look up from boss giving Mary Sue an angry look. Around there. Got him. He'll do that kind of like distracted look off into the air look. Two and a half years ago? Yeah, that sounds about right. And he'll start walking over in your direction with a with a heavy thump. Boss is going to try to get his attention. So She's- did they, I mean, was it easy to train him like this? Because I know, I, I mean, I know the specifics of the hellhounds and whatnot. They're normally pretty aggressive to those that they haven't been trained with. But this, this one seems pretty friendly, at least to me. Um, and normally I don't really see him moving in such a manner, so. Boss, you said you were going to try and get his attention? Yeah, she doesn't want him going over to the pickup truck. And Michael's kind of like bringing him over there. Like if Michael keeps going, I don't think she would try to interrupt. But she stands up and starts to kind of follow along. Not in a threatening sense. She just wants to be nearby. Brimstone will kind of grab at your leg to keep playing. Tugging on your, your pants a little bit. It slows her down. A lot. Yeah, you definitely don't want to piss off the fire-breathing dog. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he will he will come over to Michael and begin to have a small conversation about some of the training things, kind of as he, he talks and as Richard is messing with the thing. Michael, how into the conversation with Scrapper are you? It's kind of taking his mind off the immediate situation and, and lack thereof of anything that he has okay, so, so i mean I'm, I'm i'm getting pretty into it but part of me is also you know keeping an ear on valerie so it's probably nice to to sort of talk about something that's kind of familiar you know yeah because oh, like okay. i said I, yeah he'll come most of the way over to the car because he's a troll and tall fire get out from under there and you will see the dog's head kind of pop up underneath the sheet and begin to do as dogs do when you throw a sheet over top of them Try to get under there with it. Of course. So yeah, no, he's he's coming over to discipline his animal a little bit. All right. Can I move fire a little? I'm not wanting to like manhandle the mutt. Right. But you know, uh, kind of like put the hand on the chest and. Yeah, you could pull roll like away. some some animal handling here, and we'll see what happens. Just trying to distract him. Oh no! That is a bot, sir. Oh my gosh! With one one. Fire is going to half, half snap at you, but not, like, actually get you. Yeah. But as he is under the, the sheet, he's going to take it in his, his mouth and start to run with it a little bit. Um, start to, like, run away with it? Yeah. Like, now it's now it's become a game that it's got this sheet, and you want this sheet, and he's going to have a tug of war. And it's around um, this time as you're, you're trying to figure out what's going on that Scrapper's going to come over there, and he's probably going to see Valerie and the drones. Okay. What are the Michael doesn't doing? understand what would be anything bad about this, so... Yeah, Mike, it doesn't seem like Michael would. I don't think he would notice that it was a, a problem. The, the rest no of you idea. Are, are seeing this scene unfold. I think Boss is like, she's trying to get over there, but the harder she kind of like pulls away at Brimstone, the more she thinks that she's playing and is like pulling back. So like, 
there's just not enough time to like figure the situation out to like calm the stock and, and down and also get over there. Michael's more playing tug of war now with fire to be a hundred percent honest out of the fire into the frying pan. So seeing what's uh, about to happen, I'm going to try to get scrappers uh, attention. Okay. How would you like to try uh, to do that? I'm going to feign an injury. I think just a loud clang and a small scream. Could so you like <laughs> go over to the, the scrap there and just kind of like get a piece and throw it on the ground to make a loud noise? Yeah, and then uh, make it look like I've tripped over it, and uh, I'll be splayed out on the ground. So we have the situation of Boss playing with the dog, Richard looking at the vehicles, and probably looks up at the clanging sound to see Mary Sue throw herself onto the ground. You gotta give her credit, she commits to the role. She does. Uh, Scrapper will turn around halfway, like look over his shoulder, and then look back down. Look, I don't care. What trouble you are in. I see what might be a dead lady in the back of your truck. We have a deal. I don't need to know. All I need is a motorcycle and that van back in under a week. Sounds great, man. Uh, look, I'm gonna work on this van. I got some, I got some tools. Just, we got you, okay, man? Uh, is that, is that troll for yes? I don't know. I don't, I'm not, I'm trying to learn. He'll look down at you, which is, how tall was Richard? He's about five seven. He's almost wow. twice your height. Well, if he was six one with the extra like four inches, it would have made us a no. material difference. <laughs> no, I just I just always envisioned RC being a little taller than that. Is all that's fine. Nope, I envisioned him being the short guy. <laughs> he, he makes up for it by being a big asshole. Exactly, it's true. It's what's inside that matters. The more you know. We have ourselves a deal. Are they dead? Do I need to tack on body disposal? No, she's not dead. She's she's very much alive. Do I need to tack on a doctor? <laughs> yeah, boss is looking at Michael. Michael would be the one to know whether she needs a doctor or not. He'll take that moment of uh, silence to look geez. at the three of you. And then as you guys are all looking to Michael, he'll follow your gaze and look to Michael and give you the like. If he was wearing glasses, it would be the eyeball over glasses look. She's stable. I don't think she needs a doctor. I think she needs rest and time. And either of those I don't have. One week. One week. No problem. Uh, excuse me. One week for what? Oh, don't worry about it, Michael. We'll explain later. So, Scrapper, I guess our our business here is is concluded. Um, once RC gets the the stuff done with the van, we'll we'll be on our. He'll nod. Turn the Richard keys. Oh man, I, I reached my pocket and realized there's no key. Man, it's actually one of those, uh, you know, remote start deals. So he's going to come around to the the side of the truck. Re- remote start? Wait a minute. What were all the tools that you brought in to the cab of the truck then for RC? Thank you for popping up now. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate all the help and assistance that you've given me. He'll reach into his back pocket, pull out a basically a troll sized Swiss Army knife, go underneath the hood, and remove something important. That I don't know anything about cars, so. Is, is this to disable the vehicle? Yes. He will go and disable the vehicle, and Richard, you can kind of see him. You got an idea what he's doing. Boss has already started moving stuff from the pickup to the back of the van. Sure. So the wheelchair and the and the duffel bag full of who knows what, right? Could be all kinds of stuff in there. Could even be guns. Could be guns. You don't know. I'll uh, pick Val up and go put her in the back of the truck. So you guys are going to take, uh, do you guys have anything else for Scrapper? 
or are you going to roll out of here in your van? No, but did, did was it clear where we're going? Like he yeah. told us where to go, but what is it? Is it a house? Is it? It is a uh, an apartment building over in Redmond. Redmond. Okay. Yes. yes, he said to just say Scrapper sent us. Yeah, it's not a, not a trivial thing. So. So you guys done with Scrapper? Done moving all of your stuff around in the time? RC has found some kind of racks to mount on the top of this vehicle that would house his drones and probably get that that sheet back from fire so that you can cover them. You're going to be driving for a while and seeing civilized society slowly dwindle and pass you by as you head away from it. The building you arrive outside of is only one of like three that is on this side of the block that is still fully standing in a way that you guys would probably accept as safe dwellings that you wouldn't worry about. Wind, weather, roof falling, that kind of thing. There's a little bit of AR outside of it, and there's all kinds of actual graffiti all over the place that has been painted over and done up. All of that wonderful stuff. So yeah, this is the building that you guys are outside of. So this yeah. isn't a lot this isn't like a large apartment building. This is a fairly small It's thing. it's like six stories or so. Okay, so it's fairly big. Okay. So I would guess we would all enter? Behind the desk you're gonna see a young, probably nineteen year old human male he is wearing a leather bomber jacket and has a ridiculous hairdo that is kind of all popped up and in different colors. And as you watch for a moment, the colors actually cycle through and some kind of AR overlay on his hair. He is behind some bulletproof glass, or what passes ballistic glass, probably, as per the, the book says. Kicks his feet down from off the ledge and gives you a sup head nod. Just because it might be relevant, uh, boss is pushing Valerie. Valerie's unconscious body in the in the sure. wheelchair. Uh, Marisu will look at him and, and smile and say, um, "Scrapper uh, sent us. You have a room for us." He'll uh, kind of lean up on the counter a little bit. Honey, for you, I could I could have a room for you, no problem. <sighs> I would hate to have to go back to Scrapper and tell him that apparently you don't respect him enough to do what he said you would do. I would hate to have a, a big troll come down here and talk to you in person. So he'll kind of like look behind you at the other people and then kind of look back to you and just uh, third floor, left-hand side. Door doesn't lock real well, so push something heavy in front of it. Thank you. He has since slopped down into his chair and gone back to whatever it was he was doing that was not important. She'll roll her eyes as she turns back to everyone else. Well, third floor. Do you think they've got an elevator? He's just gonna... <laughs> oh, tourists. And he goes back to what he's doing. Boss just kind of grits her teeth and looks at Michael and she says, I'll carry the wheelchair. Okay. So I guess we all trudge upstairs and yep. Mary Sue will comment. I'm sure nobody would mind if I put a gel round into him. <laughs> Boss I think he up. has the other idea of putting a gel round into you. <laughs> is, is Mary Sue That's sick right. of all this Monday morning, Monday morning quarterback? <laughs> Boss thinks this is hilarious. So you guys will venture up three rickety stairs. As you go up, it doesn't smell great. You can hear some interesting sounds from behind some of the doors. You arrive on the third floor. There are four doors, two down each end, two down, which is kind of what you've seen on the previous floors. One of the doors is hanging open, and nothing seems to be coming from inside of it. I'll go first. You never know, right? 
walking into this lovely abode, you will find a couple of things. One, nobody inside. Two, you will hear the squeaking of a rat somewhere maybe in the walls or underneath something that resembles furniture in here. In this main room, there is a tritio set, which is pretty swanky compared to the rest of this place. There is two side rooms, one of which has a one is a bathroom, one is probably a bedroom, because it has a pair of what looks like twin-sized mattresses on the ground that actually have sheets on them, but there's no pillows or blankets or anything along those lines. The other rooms, there's like a a singular cabinet or kind of almost like a wardrobe size. It is near the door, and you will notice that there are a bunch of scuff marks on the floor. Hmm. Boss, like, puts down the duffel bag and the wheelchair on the ground and says, well, it's already better than the apartment I was staying at. So, that's fine. And it is. I mean, it has more rats, but her apartment sucked pretty bad. That's basically delivery, you know? I guess the slave power out and I mean, get some sleep, guys. I mean, I'm, I'm, we're probably pretty, pretty exhausted. It's only like six o'clock. <sighs> All right. Look, if you're tired, get some sleep. Can't hurt. No, let's, let's, you guys want to talk about this? Uh, this is I'm gonna like wave my hand there. Bike thing they have going on. Oh yeah, Mary Sue, RC didn't hear about the bike. I don't think I don't think Michael did either. Oh, uh, she'll pull the data chip out and give it to RC and said all. The information we need is on here. Cool. I'm going to pull it up. So the information on there is kind of sparse. There is a couple of pictures of the bike. It is a as crotch rocket a crotch rocket as you could get. And it is three different shades of hot pink. Adorable. There is also an intersection that is labeled as like, this is where, this is the time, the date, and the place on where the accident w- happened. Boss can't see this, so I'm assuming that someone relays this, all this information to her audibly. Yeah. You don't, you don't have codes? No, no, she doesn't have anything that could display this stuff. Mm, Archie's just going to rub his temples. All right. Mm-hmm. All right and, uh, I'll, I'll describe it to you. This bike was stolen. Apparently there was an accident, I guess yeah, a collision. I see it and it was at this place at this certain time. And uh, I guess that's what we know. Was there anything else on there, Mary Sue? That was the location for this establishment is also on there. This is like the what you guys were looking for to, to hide out. I don't think that we're going to be able to pull this off without Valerie. So hopefully she's up and about within a week, I guess. Yeah, for all of our sakes. Well, what's the worst that could happen? Vampire eats us all and we become food for the person who used to make my email work. What's your scenario? Well, you topped it. Good for you. I mean, we might be able to, like, fast forward a bit. I don't yeah. know if there's anything else we need to do. But well, I just need to know what you're doing with Valerie before you tuck in for the night. So I think she gets bed. Yeah, she gets one of the beds. You say there was two mattresses? There are two mattresses on the floor, and as you kind of get a little closer to them, you realize that they are not, like, sheets per se, and more like disposable plastic coverings. Boss is very clear about the fact that she's totally fine sleeping on the floor. What if um I think this way, what if what if Valerie kinda goes uh you know all what's the situation gets a whole lot more sucky than it currently is? Look look, um I think that given where we're at, may might be worthwhile if just one person, you know, keeps an eye out, stays awake for a while. Here, I'm gonna solve this. I can I'm I'm gonna try to go outside and craft some uh I go back well how how far from the scrapyard are we? 
you're a significant amount of time. Oh yeah. What did you? We're in, Red, we're in we're in Redmond. Oh uh, yeah, I got a little zoned out in the transition from the scrapyard to this apartment building. That was my bad. What are you? Uh, what are you trying to do? Trying to like make some manacles or something. I mean, manacles. You probably have like some zip ties or something in your uh, in your toolkit because I imagine that's the kind of things. It's like okay, um, I'm doing cable maintenance on a thing. I think Boss would not be okay with that. I think she would probably, in fact, look to Mary Sue to agree that is like this isn't okay, right? We can't just tie her up. No, I'm just going to throw this her. out there. Marcy, if we're not going to tie her up. Diseased, and she does has the have the HPVV. Those ties aren't going to do anything. It's really not going to matter. That, that's a good point. In fact, it might just make her angry. Look. We'll keep an eye out. She's probably not going to go from being 100% unconscious to going crazy and killing everybody. So, look, we can we can cross that bridge when we get there. Why don't you take the zip ties, set them aside so that they're accessible if we really need them. But right now, she's she's sick. Let's just let her rest. Okay, I got a solution for this. I'm going to call up a flashby and aim it at the, uh, bring it up. I'll have Mr. Flashby here. This is, uh, which one is this one? This is Tammy. Say hello to Tammy, everybody. I'm not hello. saying hello to your drone. Okay, that's fine. Be that way. Tammy, so we'll keep an eye on Valerie. Make sure everything's fine. Make sure she doesn't go into cardiac arrest. Sudden, you know, uh, organ failure or become a creature tonight. There you go. Put it right here on the, on the nightstand. Bloop. That works. In fact, that's perfect. All right, Tammy. If you see anything weird, tell me. Send me a little message. So is everybody else then sleeping in the main room? I'm going to sleep with my back against the door. They said they needed something big against the door. so. Yeah, I was going to say Boss is going to sleep near the door as well. So sure. she'll be near Michael. We're just going to sleep near the door with a shotgun on the other side. <laughs> so then the other question I have is, are you, you guys mentioned something about setting watches. Is that is that a thing, or are you guys just kind of... I figure Boss is pretty used to not getting a lot of sleep, so she probably would, even if nobody else agreed to do stuff, she'd probably just stay up for a while. I don't think she would stay up all night, but she would stay up for a while. I want to sit fly. I have four flashbots. I've got Tammy, I've got Loretta, Patsy, and Dolly. Put one outside the door on top of the door jam. Put one to Valerie. Put two down the stairwell. And hey, all right, Buzz, this is a computer. With this device, you can monitor the output feeds of the various robots in the hallway. If they freak out, wake us up. Can you set cool. it to like do a little alarm or something? Sure. That way, you know, people can get some rest and nobody has to stay up. So, boss, as you said, you were staying up anyway. If you want to go ahead and roll me a composure test, we'll see how long you can stay up for. I can do that. Because you've been, you've had a rough day. Three successes. Three successes is pretty good. Uh, but you guys have had a really trying day. That's true. The early evening will pass into the late evening, which will end up passing into the early morning. Those of you outside, can you give me perception tests? And Richard, can you give me a perception test for your Tammy drone? When you say outside, you mean by the door? Those not in Valerie's room. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was going to say for boss, should, could it be survival instead? Her survival instincts kicking in in this situation? Um, you know what? I actually think I think survival actually works out pretty well instead of composure. If you would have rather rolled that. That would have been good. And I should also note that I do have, if this is like a danger situation, I do have a danger sense thing. 
this could potentially be construed as a danger sense situation. Can I roll edge on this one? Yeah, you can spend edge. All right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go for it. I feel like like boss would be like kind of on edge about this whole situation. Yeah. See what I did there? See what I did there? Yeah. There, there we go. go. Six successes total. Awesome. Valerie, there are there are two things that come into your sensory awareness as you are waking up. One of them is that you are as hungry as you have ever been in your life that you can remember. It is a gnawing, deep, primal hunger, and it is almost the entirety of the focus of your attention, except for the sound of something beeping. Okay. Uh, Valerie will kind of stir, open her eyes, and sit up and look around the room. It is pretty black in here. You can see there's a a small glowing thing off onto the one side. Kind of hard to make out what it is, but it's moving along what seems to be the wall of the room. And then there's that beeping, and of course, the hunger. Okay, uh, Valerie will sort of, like, sit up, pull herself up into bed, feel around for her wheelchair, which she normally leaves next to her bed. And she's like, just basically she's trying to get her bearings and uh, figure out what, what is going on. Could you go ahead and roll me your composure test real quick? Four hits on your composure. That's pretty good. You formulate a plan in your mind that you're going to get to your, your fridge. And then, then you will sate the hunger. As you reach off to the side of your bed, your hand stops short. As it hits the hard ground, only a handful of inches below where you are seated on a mattress. Uh, she'll kind of shake her head, look around, and try to, because I'm sure this isn't the first time she's had to, but basically try to do what she can to move around this room. And she'll just, like, try to find the light or try to find something to give her any sense of bearing. Out in the other room, boss, you will, you will hear this buzzing sound. That's going to pull, and it pull is a very specific term here because you you had a long, stressful day, finally got into some, some decent sleep, but it's just there that you think you can ignore it and go back to sleep, but it just keeps going just, just too much. Boss kind of sort of fights it. She's She's kind of half asleep, and the sound is something that, it's it's so far away that she could almost ignore it. But then she starts to remember, like it just sort of starts to flood back to her where she is and what's going on and what that sound means. She finally kind of sh- shakes her head and sort of snaps snaps out of the, the half-conscious state that she's in and she pulls up to her feet. And her hand immediately is, is on her, her hip, on her gun, and she starts to walk towards the bedroom. Valerie, you hear some thunderous footsteps in the other room after a, a quick scuffle. Your knees have pulled your legs up underneath of you, and you're reaching around trying to, to make a sense of it, and it just kind of captures your attention with how loud it is. Allow me to uh, to clarify something. I just pulled my knees up under me. With laying with your feet out, you can't really like lean forward to feel around and, and orient yourself, so you just kind of not paying attention, pulled up into like an Indian style or kind of like a side saddle thing. Kind of feeling around me, you know, it's one of those things where the movement of the lower body, like I don't even notice that I'm doing it, but sort of like helping me shift back and forth. 
And eventually, uh, Valerie will realize that her legs are working. When the last she was conscious, they, uh, they weren't. And so there is definitely a, uh, a scream at this point. Everybody awakes to a scream. As always, thank you guys for listening. You are the reason that we continue to, to do this. But it is now time for the legal stuff. The Tops Company Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logos, artwork, marks, photograph, sounds, audio, video, and or any other proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company Inc. has granted permission to the Without a Net podcast to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or other proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with the Without a Net podcast in any official capacity whatsoever.